Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Okay, y'all, before we get started, I promised myself I wouldn't forget to share with you some really important news. I have officially opened the opportunity to work with me in the eight-week ESL relationship program I know it's the holidays coming up and you don't want to spend another holiday season alone and worried that you'll be alone forever. You don't want to go through the holidays again and come up on January 1 without taking control of your life and working on your relationships. So that's why I've officially opened up the opportunity to work with me. There's a limited amount of spots Once the spots are gone, they're gone. So if you're really, truly serious about getting off the dating roller coaster, you're tired of all the dating games, and you are ready to attract that healthy, great relationship, this program is for you. If you're tired of picking the wrong guy, picking people who won't commit, picking people who you feel you can't commit to, If you're tired of all that wasted energy and you want to have a relationship that lasts, then this program is for you. So make sure you don't wait. Go to the link in my Instagram bio. It's Instagram at Dr. Morgan Coaching and click the apply now button. Go do that. Take the action now that your future self will thank you for. Hello, it's your host, Dr. Morgan, and we have a very special episode for you today. We'll be talking about dating someone who is avoidantly attached and how you can move towards secure attachment no matter what, even if the person you're dating is fearfully avoidant or dismissive avoidant, any type of avoidant for that matter. Um, let's, let's dive in, shall we? First off, I just want to say that you know, you know when this is happening. So especially if you're someone who has a tendency towards anxious attachment, you can almost just feel it, right? It's like it doesn't take long um, to really feel that out. But if you're someone who's maybe a little bit more new to attachment theory, or you're new to dating even, or you're just kind of figuring all this out, I will give you some signs that the person you're dating is avoidantly attached. So one one common thing is after having a really great date, maybe you're really connecting with the person, 
the person goes dark. You don't hear from them. Maybe it's three days, four days, maybe it's a week, maybe it's two, but the person is unresponsive. They stop communication after a particularly good date, which if you're anxiously attached is so confusing because you're going, oh my gosh, we just had this amazing date. What happened? Well, what happened is someone who's avoidantly attached has a really challenging time with intimacy and allowing intimacy into their lives. It brings up a lot of fear for them. So in feeling that intimacy with you, their brain went into flight mode and they decided they needed to pull away. And of course, folks with avoidant attachment are not doing that consciously. Most of them are like, hey, I got really busy. Work was busy. Or my sister came into town. Or, you know, I had like three flat tires in one week. I mean, I don't know, right? But their brain will find things that help them justify the pulling away. And, you know, obviously, you know, I've said this before, there's no attachment style that is a quote unquote bad attachment style. This is just the way that they've learned to show up in relationships. And it can feel really confusing when you're on the receiving end of it. Okay, another sign is not being able to really express what they want or sort of saying, well, let's just see what happens. um, When I was dating years ago, I went on a first date with someone who, what did he say? He literally was like, well, let's just see where the universe takes us. Like, wow. <laughs> like on one hand, I I get it. You know what I mean? Like I'm all about trusting the universe, no expectations, pacing, etc. And if you've been on like three or four dates and you're at this place where, okay, are we seeing other people? What are we, etc.? And the person says, "Well, let's just see where the universe takes us." You know, they may have some avoidant attachment issues. (laughs) So yeah, trouble defining what they want or where the relationship is. Um, Another common avoidant attachment sign is, and, and this one, this one's interesting. This is why sometimes avoidant attached folks Um, get categorized with narcissists. So another sign is putting you down in like joking ways, right? Like being like, oh, you're just so short, but you can't even reach the shelf or, you know, like I'm not really good at the, I don't make those kinds of jokes. I'm not really good at coming up with them, but you know what I mean? Like the kind of guy that's always giving you a hard time and they're like, doing it in a joking way and laughing, quote unquote, with you. But at the end of the day, when that's a consistent pattern, like it's okay every once in a while, it's funny, right? But when that's a consistent pattern, that is actually an avoidant attachment strategy. Yeah, kind of wild, right? But what it does is it distances them from you. It helps them feel like 
oh, like there's ways that this person isn't that great. So I don't have to feel super vulnerable or super invested or like worried about losing them. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, another sign that you're dating somebody who's avoidantly attached, they like to do things alone. I was dating somebody once who was like, I was like, can we see each other like once a month? You know, like, like that's a sign right there. Like, Hey, once a month would be nice. Um, but literally it was the weirdest thing. He liked to do everything alone. He's like, Hey, I went to this national park by myself and he'd send me the pictures of him at this park or like, Oh, I went to this concert by myself or, you know, I just went to the coffee shop. I went to the gym and, and I'm over here thinking like, I would kind of like to do those things with you. It's interesting that you're just sending me the pictures of you, uh, but I'm not actually there with you, right? It's like, whoa, (laughs) clearly this person was avoidantly attached and, you know, lucky him, he's dating me. So he he gets to talk about that. Um, And obviously we went our separate ways. Um, But I always kind of like think about him as a really clear example of someone who just learned to do things on their own. And actually he felt more comfortable and really enjoyed his alone time um, to the point where he didn't want to do things with other people right? He wasn't at the place where he wanted to even work on having capacity for another person. Um, You know, so there's a spectrum, right? This is someone who is very avoidantly attached. Anyways, I kind of went over about four different signs there. There's lots more. Avoidant attachment shows up many ways, just as anxious attachment shows up in many ways. Um, And there's no this is exactly what it looks like protocol. It's really different for everyone, but the ones I just listed are pretty common. And likely if someone's doing that, they have some avoidant attachment tendencies. Okay, let's move on. So what do you do if you're dating someone like this? Number one, you work on building secure attachment for yourself. So you work on self-soothing, right? How how do you feel good? How do you feel taken care of? How do you step into your worthiness? What is it like for you to do those things for yourself? Okay, so that's what I talk about creating secure attachment for yourself first. And the second piece then is having the conversation with the person about what your needs are. And this is huge. So many women I work with, so many people, men too, never learn to have the conversation about what their needs are. Either they feared that it would end the relationship or they just never learned how to do it. It wasn't part of their family system. Um, They didn't feel they had the right to, you know, they have that sort of false belief of don't rock the boat, don't create conflict, don't have any needs, and then the person won't leave you, right? So 
this step two can actually be a really hard one for people. And a lot of times there's a lot of internal rewiring that needs to happen in order for this to take place. But step two is express what you need. Maybe what you need is a once a week date night and then you're good. You're secure. It's like, hey, we hung out intentionally um, every Friday night and we had our time together and I feel good. Maybe what what you need is a good morning text. Like it would really mean a lot to you. It would help you feel more secure in the relationship. Here's the thing about needs. It's so important that you express them and give the person the opportunity to meet them. And it doesn't always mean that the person will. Sometimes there will be compromise or there will be a revelation that that person simply cannot meet your needs, aka that is not the relationship for you, right? So having a needs conversation really opens up the opportunity for the person to meet the needs, compromise, or for you to go, you know what, that need isn't that important to me, actually, I don't really need it. Or to go, hey, it really matters. I understand you don't even want to compromise on it. I think it's best if we go our separate ways. Okay, so there's a lot of outcomes, but you have to have the conversation. And just by expressing your need, you will automatically feel more secure, I guarantee you. So those are really the steps that you need to think about if you're dating someone who is avoidantly attached. Um, Another really, really important thing is, I guess I'll add this on here. So step number three is make sure you're getting your needs met in other relationships You cannot place in any, even if the person was securely attached, you cannot place all of your emotional, social, intellectual, friendship needs on one human. It is simply too much to put on one person and it sets a relationship up for failure. So this is why, you know, in some of my past episodes, I talk about interdependence versus codependence. When relationships head down the path of codependency, you're headed towards resentment, you're headed towards you not feeling fulfilled or that other person not feeling fulfilled. We simply cannot place all of our needs onto one human. So make sure you're nurturing your friendships, make sure you're nurturing your family relationships, your hobbies, your passions, your work, your play, all of it. Don't drop everything when you're in a relationship, right? Like nobody likes that friend who the second they're in the relationship, you don't hear from them for six months, right? We know, we know that person, they totally disappear. And then you see them on the gram and all they're doing is posting pictures with their boo everywhere they go and you're thinking, okay, honey, don't you call me in six months when that relationship breaks up and then you want to hang out every weekend. Uh Uh-uh, right? Like, don't be that person, okay? Like, 
nurture, you have to nurture your friendships and your other relationships while pursuing a romantic relationship. Okay, y'all, I hope this was helpful. This is my go-to survival guide for dating someone with an avoidant attachment style. It is absolutely possible. Um, And at the end of the day, if you are not getting your needs met, you know that you can move on. There is an abundance of people out there. There are people uh, who are more securely attached or more have more capacity for a relationship with you. You should never be begging someone to show up, you know, but we can give people the opportunity to show up in a way that meets our needs and to show up in a way that helps us both grow together and create secure attachment, right? And here's the real truth, truth alert. Um, When you have anxious attachment or even disorganized and you have this history of being attracted to avoidantly attached folks, it's likely that that will continue. You will be attracted to people who are more secure right? As you become more secure, you become attracted to people who are more secure. However, it's likely that the people that really you like, really like, and you really want to build that long-term relationship with, it's likely that they're going to still have a little bit of avoidant attachment. So even when you do the work and you move towards secure, if you're anxiously attached you're still going to need to know how to navigate those avoidant attachment traits when they come up because it's likely the person you're attracted to will have them. Okay, that was kind of like a little rabbit hole, but I hope that's helpful. Um, And in case you didn't know, I feel like most of you do, but in case you didn't know, I actually have a free quiz on your attachment style You can take the quiz and find out what your attachment style is. It tells you the percentage because you know I always say we all have all the traits. So it'll tell you what percentage secure, avoidant, and anxious you are. So check that out. Um, And you can do that by going to the link in my Instagram bio. There's also a link in the show notes here. But make sure you take that quiz because you deserve to know your starting point. All right, y'all. I hope this was helpful. As always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. 
Thank you for being part of this community.